something like this has happened is Sanchez sends one in the air deep down the left field line. That is a fair ball and a home run. A line shot just inside the left field foul pole. And Gary Sanchez in his eighth straight start. It's his eighth home run, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead. Gary Sanchez, the solo home run in the third inning, got the scoring started for the Padres as the Padres hit four home runs en route to an 8-3 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies in the series opener at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Great to have you with us on this early Friday evening. Hope you're having a great Friday as we get ready for the weekend. And the good news, the Padres... Pick up right where they left off after the homestand before the All-Star break. They beat Philadelphia 8-3. Four home runs in this game, one by Gary Sanchez, one by Fernando Tatis Jr., one by Manny Machado, and one by Juan Soto. And it proved that the Padres needed all of them, really, with what happened in the ninth inning. And Josh Hader having to enter in a safe situation. We'll get into all of that. We'll talk about what you Darvish did in this game. He was great. Six innings, one run given up. Picks up his sixth win of the season and again the good news right now as we talked about in the pregame as Jesse and Tony have talked about is that doesn't really matter how the Padres do it right now. They need wins. And the Padres have won six of seven going back to the homestand against the Angels and the Mets. And the Padres now seven and two in the month of July. Padres improved to 44 and 47 with the win. Phillies dropped to 48 and 42. And with a doubleheader tomorrow, you wanted the Padres to enter tomorrow with a little bit of momentum, some signs of what we saw during the homestand continuing into today. And we certainly saw that with the four home runs. Runs four for 10 with runners in scoring position. And really, aside from the bottom of the ninth inning, when things got a little bit tricky, Luis Garcia struggling, Juan Soto missing a pretty easy ball in left field, Josh Hader having to come in. You didn't want to see that, but really, everything up until that point in this game was really, really good for the Padres. And look, they have to play consistent baseball like this night in, night out. They have to do it for an extended stretch. We understand that, but. I thought very good to see the Padres really in a lot of ways pick up right where they left off, especially offensively uh, from Sunday uh, against the New York Mets. Manny Machado continuing to hit the ball hard. Another home run. We'll have more on him coming up later. And the Padres also, not just the home runs, but finding ways to tack on as this game went along. Again, the final, San Diego 8, Philadelphia 3. A lot to do in our postgame coverage. We'll come back. All the radio highlights recap this game in its entirety. We'll also go back to Philadelphia. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Should have some postgame audio coming from the clubhouse as well. A lot to do with your phone calls and much, much more to come as the Padres take the series opener in Philly 8-3. Radio highlights Bob Melvin and more coming up on our postgame show after this on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Final score in Philadelphia, Padres 8 and the Phillies 3 as the Padres win. This series opener, opener of a four-game set in Philadelphia. Doubleheader tomorrow, morning game on Sunday. A lot of baseball left this weekend in Philadelphia, but the Padres start the weekend on a high note, winning it 8-3. to Again, the Padres improved to three games below 500, 44-47. Might not sound like much, but... 
Padres have now won six of seven, going back to the homestand against the Angels and the Mets, seven and two now in the month of July. And like I said before the break, a really good sign, I thought, that the Padres, especially offensively, picked up right where they left off from that game against the Mets on Sunday. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll go back to Philadelphia, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a matter of minutes, so stay tuned for that. Should have some audio coming from the clubhouse as well, some player reaction, so stay tuned for that as well. We will take your phone calls coming up a little bit later. Already have some people waiting on hold, so hang with us for a while. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number to call if you want to get involved a little bit later 833-288-0973 if you want to get involved on social media on our post game coverage you can do that by tweeting at me sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v instagram same handle there message me sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v threads same handle there if you're on threads, TikTok, Sammy Levitt. Send me a message. Let me know what you thought about this game, how you're feeling about the Padres right now. Would love to interact with you on our postgame coverage as the Padres win it 8-3. to Like I said, Bob Melvin's postgame thoughts coming up in a little bit. But first, let's recap this one, tell you how it all went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first two innings for both Christopher Sanchez and Hugh Darvish. Darvish struck out five through the opening two frames. In the top of the third, Gary Sanchez led off. Something like this has happened as Sanchez sends one in the air deep down the left field line. That is a fair ball and a home run. A line shot just inside the left field foul pole. And Gary Sanchez in his eighth straight start hits his eighth home run. And the Padres take a 1-0 lead. Padres weren't done. Trent Grisham walked with one out. Hassan Kim then struck out. Next up, Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando hits this one a mile. Deep, deep, deep left field, second deck, and Tatis a two-run shot here in the top of the third inning. Oh boy. 432 feet for Fernando Tatis Jr., the Padres' second home run of the inning. They had a 3-0 lead heading to the bottom half of the fourth inning. Darvish allowed a leadoff single to Bryce Harper, but then got JT Real Muto to ground into a 5-4-3 double play. But the Phillies weren't done. Bryson Stott doubled. Alec Bohm was next. Darvish set and deals, and this one is lined out towards the right center field gap. That'll find the alleyway, and that'll bounce up against the wall in right center. Stott comes in to score as Bohm motors into second base with an RBI double, and the Phillies, thanks to the bottom half of their lineup, are on the board here in the fourth. Darvish then struck out Derek Hall to end the inning. Darvish dealt with more trouble in the fifth inning when Kyle Schwarber hit a one-out double, but Darvish induced a couple of ground outs to end the frame. We went to the sixth inning, Padres still leading 3-1. to one. Jeff Hoffman entered from the Philadelphia bullpen. He got the first two outs, but then it was Manny. Hoffman in front, 0-2. Here's the pitch. And Manny swings, hits one in the air, deep to left field. Schwarber's going back, feeling for the wall, looking up, gonna go! Third home run of the night for the Padres. And the third for Manny in his last two games. 4-1 San Diego in the sixth. 
Manny's 16th home run of the season. Darvish then followed that with a 1-2-3-6th inning. That was it for you. Six innings, one earned run, five hits. He struck out nine, two walks on 94 pitches. In the seventh inning, Phillies reliever Andrew Vasquez took the mound. Jake Cronenworth led off with a double that went off the left field fence. With one out, it was Brandon Dixon. Dixon here floats one out into shallow left center field. That will get down for a base hit. Cronenworth will come in to score, and an RBI single for Brandon Dixon has made it 5-1 in the seventh. Trent Grisham doubled, sending Dixon to third. Ha-Sung Kim was next. One and two, hard hit on the ground left side. That'll find its way into left field for a base hit. Dixon comes in to score. Grisham held at third, an RBI single for Ha-Sung Kim. And now 6-1 Padres in the seventh inning. Padres bullpen took over in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Tom Cosgrove tossed the scoreless bottom half of the seventh. Nick Martinez did the same in the bottom of the eighth inning on just six pitches. So the Padres still led 6-1 heading to the top of the ninth inning. Trent Grisham was on second base with two outs for Juan Soto. One and one, swing and a line drive into deep center field. Marsh going straight back, turns around to watch, going to go! A missile to the left of straightaway center field, the deepest part of the park here in Philadelphia, and Juan Soto has just hit the fourth home run of the night for the Padres. He's going to slow trot around the bases on this one, too. 110 miles per hour off the bat for Juan Soto, 434 feet. It was a missile off Soto's bat, the fourth home run for the Padres. They had an 8-1 lead heading to the ninth inning. Things would get interesting in the ninth inning. JT Romuto led off against Luis Garcia. He hit a home run. Bryson Stott then grounded out for the first out of the ninth, but then Alec Bohm a single. Drew Ellis hit a fly ball to the warning track in left field that Juan Soto got to, but he simply dropped the baseball. It was an error on Soto as Bohm went to third and then would come around to score. It was an 8-3 game, still just one out. Brandon Marsh then walked. Kyle Schwarber walked. And all of a sudden, the bases were loaded with a tying run on deck. So Bob Melvin, in now a save situation, went to Josh Hader to face Trey Turner. Hader struck out Turner. And then the game was left up to Nick Castellanos with the tying run. Bryce Harper waiting in the on-deck circle. The left-hander twists and fires, and this pitch is popped up. Very shallow right field. Kim and Cronenworth back. Fernando comes in. Tatis will call. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Padres hold on for an 8-3 win here in Philadelphia, and they begin the second half in the win column. They have now picked up a victory in seven out of their last nine games and behind six strong innings from you Darvish and four home runs. The Padres beat the Phillies 8-3 to here in game one of this four-game series. Home runs for Gary Sanchez, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, and Juan Soto. The 8th for Sanchez, 17th for Tatis, 16th for Manny, and 16th home run of the season for Juan Soto. Yu Darvish picks up his 6th win. Josh Hader, not a game you wanted to see him in, but had to do it. 22nd save for Hader on the season. Christopher Sanchez drops to 0-3 on the year. And again, the Padres hang on for an 8-3 win in this series opener in Philadelphia. Padres now 44-47 and 
on the season. A lot more to do here in our post-game coverage. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Plus, we'll get to your phone calls, give out our daily awards, and much, much more to come as the Padres win the opener of this four-game series in Philly. We hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin when we come back on our post-game show. I'm Sam Levitt on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. Padres win it 8-3 over the Philadelphia Phillies as the Padres take the opener of this four-game series. Padres have now won 6-7, of 7-2 seven, seven and two in the month of July. And again, the good news, they pick up right where they left off after the homestand before the All-Star break, get through the All-Star break, and now pick up a win to open up this series. Doubleheader tomorrow, one day, uh, or I should say one game on Sunday. But uh, look, very, very good start for the Padres uh, here on this Friday evening. Hope you're doing well, getting ready for the weekend. If you're stuck in traffic right now, happy to keep you company. And again, a lot to do. We'll go out to Philadelphia, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a moment. May have some additional audio coming from the clubhouse as well. We'll get to your phone calls coming up, 833 880-0973 is always the phone number. Full out-of-town scoreboard. Many of our daily awards to give out. Much more to do on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, four home runs in this game for the Padres. One by Gary Sanchez, one by Fernando Tatis Jr., one by Manny Machado, one by Juan Soto. And the Padres really needed all the runs in this game with the way things played out in the ninth inning. Luis Garcia really struggling once again in the ninth inning, although Juan Soto didn't totally help him out by dropping a fly ball in that inning. But the bottom line, Padres in a game where they really didn't want to go to Josh Hader with a doubleheader looming tomorrow, had to go to Hader in the ninth inning in what became a safe situation. Hader shut the door, no surprise there. But uh, look, really aside from Garcia having trouble in the ninth inning, there were a lot of things to like in this game including six strong innings from you, Darvish. We talked about it in the pregame. Padres needing that real consistent version of you, Darvish here in the second half. It had been an up and down first half of the season for him, but you, Darvish really was in command from the very opening inning in this game. So that was great to see the offensive momentum continuing through the All-Star break. That was great to see a lot of good things for the Padres in an 8-3 win. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. How good was that to see? Yeah, it was, you know, something obviously we're going to need. And, you know, obviously we needed it there at the end, but. You know, some of our guys, you know, Manny in particular stepping up now, you know, some home runs in a place that guys like to hit. So had some early runs, added some more on later, and, uh, you know, the offense seems to be doing pretty well, you know, through the break. Did you just look or seem stronger to you? Yeah, I, I just, for, for whatever reason, just looked like, you know, it was kind of time to go. He, he healthier. I know he's gained some of his weight back. Um, you know, good first couple innings, putting up, you know, zeros, 
I think six was enough at mid nineties where he was. But you know, that's the type of guy, uh, type of you, Darvish, we're used to seeing. You had Jacob. Uh, what what was it going to take for you to maybe another run? We want to give him a little, uh, a little bit of an adrenaline rush too. So um, he'll get his time. Same thing, Garcia. Command. Yeah, you know, some fastballs up in the zone you don't normally see. Um, you know, trying to maybe throw some four seamers more than two seamers. You know, even the ball in left field that uh, you know that dropped is a is a ball up in the zone that maybe is not his best spot. His sinker is is his pitch uh, usually for righties. You know, we've seen him pitch some really good games for us here recently, and then you know had a little tough tough spot today. Like you said earlier today, it's about just winning today, worrying about tomorrow later, but having to use Hater in that spot a little disappointing. Well, you know what? We have a we got two tomorrow and then one on an off day. So, look, you just have to try to win each game. That's really all we're worried about right now. Xander drove the ball pretty well. Yeah, good his rest feels good. It feels good. So, I think we're hopefully we're past, um, you know, where he's having to kind of manage it every day. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Philadelphia following this 8-3 win for the Padres over the Philadelphia Phillies. Sam Levitt with you back inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up on our post-game coverage. Much more to come. Should have some additional audio coming from the Padres clubhouse in Philadelphia as well. A couple of things that Bob Melvin mentioned there. Number one, look, having to use Josh Hader In that situation, it's not ideal. Uh, You don't want to have to use him in an 8-1 game. And unfortunately, this is the second time in a week and a half, two weeks, where the Padres have had a big lead in the ninth inning and they've had to go to Hayter in a jam and he got out of it. This time it was a lot cleaner uh, than uh, uh, the game uh, against the Angels. I believe that was the Wednesday game against the Angels. Have to go back and look to make sure. But that was the game with... uh, uh, with uh, Jose Castillo, who uh, couldn't get out of the ninth inning, had to go to Hader in, in another game where he didn't want to go to him. But, like Bob Melvin said, you can't mess around. I mean, once it's getting to that point, you've got Turner, Castellanos up, Harper, Real Muto. Padres need wins right now, and you can't mess around. And they do have the off day on Monday, so Hader threw 10 pitches today. Definitely available tomorrow. If he didn't have a super long outing tomorrow, you think at this point maybe available again for three straight games in a row, three straight days in a row. We've seen him do it once this season, so we know it's possible. Didn't have to work all that hard in this game. So, again, maybe a scenario where Bob Melvin was also looking at it and saying, you know what, I, I know that I pr- probably can use Hater for a couple more games in this series. The doubleheader tomorrow, obviously, for everybody, it's uh, difficult as far as the bullpen and figuring out how to get through uh, a doubleheader tomorrow, but uh, we'll, we'll get to the doubleheader coming up a little bit later. I'll tell you what, obviously the home runs for the four guys, Sanchez, Manny, Soto, Tatis, all great to see. Great to see Manny pick up right where he left off before the All-Star break. Great to see Fernando continue to swing the bat well. I thought Xander Bogarts looked a lot better in this game. Drove the ball hard a couple of times, couple of singles, hit the ball hard in the ninth inning, uh, ends up being a fly out to left. Thought it was a good sign for Xander, and we talked about it in the pregame. Obviously, Manny's a huge key. Obviously, Fernando Soto, huge key. Everything's a big key with what the Padres need to accomplish here in the second half. But with Xander Bogarts getting that cortisone shot in his left wrist on Sunday, getting some time off, I think one of the real questions and keys and important elements 
of the second half of the San Diego Padres is what version of Xander Bogarts they get in the second half. Will it be the guy we saw in the first few weeks? And quite frankly, the guy he's been with the Boston Red Sox for a long time that got him a $280 million deal. So if he's feeling good, it certainly looked better today. That's a really big deal for the Padres. And I I thought that was good to see the way Xander played today. And obviously, you Darvish uh, settling in six innings, one run given up, hopefully a sign of things to come for you, Darvish. And when you talk about the continuation for this Padres team, at least one game into the second half, he continues what's been a a really good run for the starting pitching. We talked about it plenty uh, heading towards the All-Star break, but if you want to go back to Sunday, Joe Musgrove, six scoreless innings, Blake Snell, six scoreless innings, Hugh Darvish, the five innings, three runs given up against the Mets a week ago, Seth Lugo, six innings, one earned run given up, the Wednesday against the Angels, Musgrove, seven innings, one earned run given up, the Tuesday against the Angels, five scoreless for Snell last Monday, the, the list goes on and on, and we've talked about it at length the Padres starting pitching for the most part this season has been splendid it's been wonderful and another quality start for Padres starters in this game here today six innings one run given up for you Darvish so that was certainly another very good sign for the Padres again really I know it ended kind of weird with Luis Garcia struggling in the ninth inning but aside from that there was a lot to like in this game for the Padres and look for Luis Garcia he wasn't helped out by the Soto error keep in mind if he if Soto catches that ball there are two outs runner on first base number nine batter due up for all you know Garcia gets out of it and it ends up being a much cleaner outing even with the leadoff home run to Real Muto didn't end up being that way and look Soto makes the error Garcia then walks two in a row so that's on him a little bit disappointing for Luis Garcia in the sense of we know he's had his troubles since coming off the IL and in general this season at times I really thought and hoped that the outing against the Mets two of them the inning and a third scoreless he had against the Mets, I believe that was on the that was on the Friday, and then uh, the scoreless inning did give up the home run to Alvarez in that game on Saturday, but bounced back really nicely. I'd really hope that was Luis Garcia getting back on track, but it, it didn't quite look like it in this game here today. But good news before the game, Stephen Wilson back in the bullpen. Certainly Nick Martinez looked very sharp, only needed six pitches in his outing. So again, really, until you get to Garcia in the ninth inning, you had to like really everything from this game for the Padres. And right now it's about the wins, and they get an 8-3 win over the Phillies. And like I've been saying, the good news sort of continue their momentum Uh, from before the All-Star break. When we come back, we'll give out some of our daily awards. May have some audio coming from the clubhouse as well. We're working on getting that. We do have a number of phone calls to get to, so if you're on hold, stay with us for a little bit. We will get some of your phone calls when we come back. And if you want to get in line, phone lines are open, 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E. Instagram DMs are open. Same handle there as well. Let me know what you're thinking about this game, what you're thinking about the Padres right now. May just interact with your tweet or your message here on the air. Final score, Padres 8, Phillies 3 in Philadelphia. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network.
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 8, Phillies 3 as the Padres take this series opener in Philadelphia. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this early Friday evening. Hope you're having a good start to your weekend no matter what you're doing. Maybe you're sitting in traffic right now. I'm looking out the window here from our Padres Radio Network studios. Looks like traffic's moving pretty well. What is that, the 15 out there? I think that's the 15. Traffic moving well on the 15, both directions right now. But I assume there's some traffic right now in Southern California. On a Friday evening, hope uh, you're uh, enjoying uh, the start to your weekend. Regardless, Padres get a good win in Philadelphia. Again, they've won 6 of 7, now 7-2 and two in the month of July. Four home runs in this game, a lot of good offense. Padres found ways Attack on in this one, three in the third, one in the sixth inning, two in the seventh inning, and two in the ninth inning, and six of those eight runs coming via the home run. Much more on that to come, and we will take uh, some of your phone calls here coming up in just a few minutes. So if you're on hold with us right now, hang on for a second, and uh, phone number is always 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, if you want to tweet at me, you can tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V there as well. I have some tweets and some DMs. Uh, frustration about Luis Garcia, the theme of uh, a few of them, and uh, you understand it with uh, Garcia struggling once again in the ninth inning, but I understand it from the perspective of Bob Melvin as he continues to, to try to get Garcia back on track, and quite frankly, that's a spot where I think it makes a lot of sense to do it, right, where it's a seven-run lead, but unfortunately still did uh, need Josh Hader in that ninth inning. We'll discuss more on that and uh, everything that happened in this series opener in Philadelphia. First, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware three and two to stop two outs nobody on here's the pitch from darvish and a ground ball slowly to the right side kim to his right has it on the backhand gets rid of it quickly and just in time at first base a one two three sixth inning for you darvish you Darvish, six innings, one run given up, no doubt tonight. Our ace pitcher of the game struck out nine, really in command from the opening inning. Struck out five through the first two innings, six through three, seven through four, eight through five, nine through six. He was great. 94 pitches probably could have gone even a little bit deeper in this game. But Bob Melvin getting him through six strong innings, picks up his sixth win of the season and I thought the way he did it was interesting in this ball game here today you Darvish collected six of those strikeouts on curveballs and the others one came on a, a, a slider and two came on a fastball so six on curveballs two on fastballs one on a slider as you does mixed up his pitches really really nicely in this game you Darvish you look at the way he pitched here today he was 33% slider 19% knuckle curve 15% fastball 13% sinker should specify four seam fastball at 15% 13% sinker splitter threw it a handful of times same with the sweeper same with the curveball or a cutter didn't really throw that much at all 
But like you, Darvish always does. He mixes up those pitches beautifully and finds his way through a quality start here today. Six innings in just one run given up. Very, very good sign for you, Darvish. We talked about it in the pregame. Had not been a great run for you. Really heading into this start, heading into the second half. You, Darvish, keep in mind, his last six starts going back to late May, entering today. And this was including the two-plus week period where he was dealing with the illness a 6-9-70 RA in 31 innings. So it was good to see you, Darvish, really bounce back in a big way in this series opener. You was our ace pitcher of the game. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Here from ace uh, pitcher of the game and today's starting pitcher, you, Darvish, alongside Shingo Hori. Uh, Darvish spoke with the media right after the game in Philly. You, How much better do you feel after having a little time off and just getting stronger? あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
All right, we still have a lot to do. We will have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming your way in just a little bit. Give out some more of our daily awards. Again, social media, if you want to tweet at me, give me your thoughts about the game, about the Padres right now. Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Same handle on Instagram as well. DM me there. And same handle on threads. Are you on threads? Maybe. I haven't checked my threads app, I got to admit, in a couple of days. I don't know. Maybe threads was short-lived. But you can thread me, Sammy Lev, there as well. Before we get to your phone calls, let's take a quick pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNH1, San Diego. This is Manny Machado from the San Diego Padres. The Padres lay here, 97.3, the fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Final score in Philadelphia, Padres 8, Phillies 3. As the Padres improved to 44-47, and 47, Phillies dropped to 48-42. and 42. A reminder, doubleheader tomorrow. In Philadelphia, it will be a long day of baseball in Philadelphia tomorrow. Long day of baseball for yours truly as well here inside our San Diego studios. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show tomorrow morning at 9.05 a.m. 10.05 a.m. first pitch in game one of the doubleheader. 4.05 p.m. first pitch in game two. We'll be on the air with the pregame at 3.05. So the way it'll work tomorrow, 9.05 a.m. pregame, then the game, then we'll do a quick post game, and we'll take a break here on the Padres Radio Network, send you back to some regularly scheduled programming, and then come back at 3.05 for pregame and game two, first pitch of game two, and then we'll have a normal postgame show after game two. So yes, for me, I will be here from the morning till the evening, not complaining. I had my off time during the all-star break. In fact, uh, I said to Ben and Woods, the morning show on Monday morning, I said, I was thinking about taking a little trip to Palm Springs. And I did, I did had a very nice 24 hours in Palm Springs, sat by the pool. It was very hot, 110 degrees yesterday in Palm Springs. I, I saw on the, the local news was going to get up to 120-something over the weekend. It was hot. 110 was really hot. Could barely walk outside. I can't imagine what 120 is like. But still, nice day in the pool yesterday. Nice morning, really, in the pool yesterday. And uh, now back to work. So don't feel bad for me. I've had my fun and uh, had my time off. Now uh, back into the swing of things here in the second half as the Padres begin the second half on a high note, win it in Philly today, 8-3. to Phone number, 833-288-0973. Let's go to the phones. We lead things off on our postgame show with Pat, who's calling in from North County. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hey, I just wanted to get right to it. Uh, it was a little bit uh, nerve-wracking there in the eighth inning. I don't understand why we can't go more than two innings with some of our relievers. But the, the thing I was trying to get to, why I'm kind of confused on, is why Ryan Weathers is playing our third game, this important uh, wild-card contention game. Well, Uh, Pat, appreciate the call. A couple of points there. Um, Number one, I mean, look, it certainly was an option today with Martinez throwing six pitches. If you wanted to throw Martinez back out there for another inning in the ninth, if you wanted to throw Alec Jacob in, and I think during the postgame press conference, I think Bob Melvin was asked about Jacob warming up. Um, I didn't see him warming up with my own two eyes, and again, I'm here in the studio today. Uh, but it could have been a spot for Jacob in an 8-1 game to get him his major league debut, sort of a soft landing spot. Look, there were some other options there, and look, a guy going multiple innings in Martinez certainly was an option there, although I get it from Bob Melvin on two fronts. 
Number one, you're trying to save Martinez for definitely tomorrow on a doubleheader day and possibly Sunday as well. You need Martinez. And after he threw six pitches in one inning, to be honest, it was sort of a, a blessing because it was like, okay, barely had to work in that inning. That sets him up really well for tomorrow and throughout the rest of this week. And so I understood not going back to Martinez. And quite frankly, I understood going to Garcia. I mean, look, I know Garcia's had his troubles. Um, I, I thought the series against the Mets, he looked a lot sharper. I hope between that and the All-Star break, he would come back looking much sharper uh, wasn't that way here today. Now, he didn't get helped out by the Soto error, but after that, he walks two in a row and makes it a really sticky situation for the Padres, and they had to go bring Josh Hader in at that point. So, um, look, I, I didn't I didn't really have a problem with the way Bob Melvin went about trying to get the final outs there, even in an, uh, an 8-1 game, and, and, you know, trying to get Garcia into a, a rhythm and a groove and putting him in a, in a seven-run game. But, it, you know, it didn't work out, unfortunately. He still had to go to Hader, which was not a good thing. I mean, look, Josh Hader comes in, gets the job done, but much like in that game against the Angels last Wednesday, when you have a big lead in the ninth inning, more times than not, you don't want to burn your closer and a guy like Josh Hader. So the Padres have to be more efficient in that department. When you have a big lead in the ninth inning, you cannot be going to Josh Hader. I mean, somebody's got to step up and get the final three outs in a non-save situation. Um, As far as Ryan Weathers, look, unless you were going to go with a true bullpen day in game two of the doubleheader tomorrow, which is tricky because, you know, the bullpen's going to be relied on. A a bullpen day is tricky in general, but especially when you have a doubleheader, um, because you know you're going to have to use the bullpen probably for something in, in game one. Um, so, again, unless you were going to go with a bullpen day there, I mean, you know, to be quite honest, the uh, there are not a ton of options to go to from El Paso. I mean, it's either Matt Waldron or, again, you're going with a bullpen day and you're throwing somebody like Adrian Morahone for a few innings, a la what they, what they did in Cincinnati um, on the uh, Sunday game in Cincinnati. You know, it's either Waldron or Weathers or – Calling up somebody else, you know, to me, at least Ryan Weathers has shown some flashes this season, has put together a couple of good outings the last few weeks at AAA El Paso. Hopefully he provides you with a solid enough outing tomorrow. You don't need seven scoreless innings. You need somebody who's going to pitch effectively, keep you in the game in a doubleheader scenario. So, um, look, I think a tough spot for the Padres because, you know, a bullpen day on a doubleheader that's tough, and you have another game on Sunday, so I, I don't blame them for going to Weathers, and we know, we've talked about it at length, you know, the, the options at AAA, I mean, they're not super plentiful, whether it be offensively or on the starting pitching side, so Weathers is the guy they go with, and you cross your fingers that he at least uh, provides some length and is uh, effective enough tomorrow, So, uh, but certainly uh, the last handful of outings for Ryan have not been uh, super great here in the major leagues. You, you hope it's more like the guy we saw in the first handful of starts he made that was really effective. I mean, you might remember with Weathers, I mean, there was disappointment for him and I think for a lot of fans early in the year because he had pitched well uh, at a spring training. I hope it's that version of uh, Ryan Weathers tomorrow. We'll see, but a tough spot. Padres are going with Weathers uh, tomorrow. Let's go to Jonathan, who's calling in. Hi, Jonathan. You're on the radio. What's up? Hey, Sammy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, look, so I'm a, I'm a huge Padre fan. I'm a huge Melvin supporter. 
what happened today is beyond understandable to me. Nick Martinez had six pitches in the eighth inning. Why Melvin didn't uh, extend him through the ninth inning is beyond me. Uh, Nick Martinez can go two, three innings, and we basically wasted two arms today. It should have never happened. Um, well, I mean, look, when you say wasted two arms, who, who's the? what are the arms they wasted? Garcia and Hader. I mean, look, I said it earlier, Jonathan, I, I think you definitely could have thrown Martinez another inning. I think Bob Melvin there is, is trying to preserve Martinez a little bit, probably thinking you could throw him tomorrow and maybe Sunday, and he only threw six pitches. Look, I, I get it, Jonathan, that that's the other perspective of, hey, stick with Martinez, then you don't use Garcia, you don't use Hader, um, you know, but you also might limit Martinez the rest of the series. There there are multiple ways of thinking about it, so, you know, I, I understand your yeah, point. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like we would have been in that in this position if had we just stuck with Martinez. Yeah, well, that I think that's fair, Jonathan, in the sense that, you know, for as sharp as Martinez looked in the eighth inning, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm willing to bet he gets through that ninth inning, you know, without a whole lot of drama there. You never know. But, again, there are a few ways of thinking about it. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know. You know, if Martinez throws six pitches today, pitches tomorrow. Is he available Sunday? I think there's a pretty good shot knowing what Nick normally does. And that might be, have been some of the thinking there is, hey, he got through the inning with six pitches. It ended up where, yes, you hypothetically could have used just one arm to get through the game and you ended up using three. So once Garcia, again, if Garcia gets through that ninth inning relatively easily, I, I don't think there's much to discuss but he didn't, and, you know, somebody like Luis Garcia has got to go out there and get three outs, and he didn't get helped out by the Soto error. I understand that, but then he walked two in a row. So Garcia's a veteran. He's got to be able to get three outs, and, yeah, they had to go to Hader, which wasn't great. So um, in that sense, going to Hader, it didn't it didn't work out. Um, not a spot where you want to go to him there. But I, I understand the line of thinking where, you know, you're burning more arms than you need to. I also understand the line of thinking that says – you know, this is a good spot for Garcia, who hasn't been great on the whole, and hopefully it's an opportunity for him to throw up a clean inning and didn't do that. So uh, I think the thinking there, though, was trying to get Martinez to preserve him a little bit so you could use him Saturday and Sunday. So multiple ways of looking at it. Let's go to Guy calling in from San Diego. Hey, Hi, Guy. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. How are how you? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm I'm so glad that they they uh they won because the the Padres has been really good man I just I am so happy about it. Yeah, well, look, I I think there was a lot to like in this game. I mean, really, aside from the issues in the ninth inning, and I understand it. Look, that, that's not great using Josh Hader when you have an eight one lead in the ninth inning, and I understand why Bob Melvin went to him. Because you're getting to a point in that game, let's be honest, where you've got the tying run on deck and Castellanos and then Harper. I mean, you're in dangerous territory in a small ballpark where you have one more hit and then one more swing and the game is tied. So I, I didn't blame Bob going to Hater there at all. Um, you just wish you, you wouldn't have had to. So again, ninth inning, not great, but... Everything else, yeah, I, I love what I saw today. I love the home runs. I love the offense picking up right where it let, left off. I loved seeing what you Darvish did. 
There was a ton of good stuff to pull from this game. And again, I think on the whole, we'll see what happens tomorrow in a doubleheader Doubleheader scenario, you want to win at least one. I mean, that's pretty successful if you split a doubleheader. Um, you know, sweep a doubleheader is awesome, but, you know, at, at bare minimum, you want to split it. But Padres have won six of seven, seven and two in July. And again, I thought offensively picked up right where they left off before the All-Star break. And Manny picked up right where he left off before the All-Star break, which I don't think is a little deal. I think that's a really good sign. And something to build on and took a lead, added on again, all the things you would want to see. So I know there's a lot of focus on the ninth inning, but aside from that, there was a, a really lot of good stuff in this game. A lot of good things to point to uh, that give you confidence, maybe, that this thing is uh, turning in the right direction. Let's go to Gary, who's calling in from Vista. Hi, Gary. You're on the Padres post game show with Sam Levitt. What's up? Gary? All right, we have lost Gary. Sorry, Gary, call back. Anyway, let's uh, tell you now about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Fernando hits this one a mile. Deep, deep, deep left field. Second deck. And Tatis a two-run shot here in the top of the third inning. Oh, boy. Fernando Tatis Jr. will be our player of the game. The home run in the third really got the momentum going in the right direction. Made it a 3-0 Padre lead. In the third would be the second of... Four home runs hit in this game by San Diego and for Fernando. That was home run number 17 on the season. Good stuff for Fernando Tatis Jr. Really could have gone a number of different ways for player of the game. Really could have. Could have been uh, Fernando. Could have been Manny. Could have been Gary Sanchez even. Only guy who had multiple hits in this game, or I should say two guys, Trent Grisham, had two hits, including a couple of runs scored. Xander Bogarts had a couple of singles. Oh, we'll give it to uh, Fernando. Why not? Hit the ball a long way. Really uh, gave the, the Padres some breathing room in that third inning. He's our player of the game. We will have our play of the game coming up a little bit later, and we'll use that opportunity to talk a little bit more about Manny Machado after our next commercial break. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Zach, who's calling in from Chula Vista. Hi, Zach. Uh, howdy, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, look, I just want to, you know, uh, great game, obviously, with the homers and the slug, and love to see that. Uh, good to see Gary getting getting back on track, uh, you know, as a catcher. As long as he can provide some of that pop, mm-hmm. uh, some of that pop, you know, he's he's worth he's worth putting in there because the defense is fine. I think about that one-pitch hater through where he had a – he was he was looking inside and he came all the way out. Yeah, great point. Saved a run there. Yeah, uh, so the defensive run save from Gary's real nice along with the pop. Uh, as far as Luis Garcia goes, I mean, you know, in baseball, I think sometimes you got to have a little bit of recency bias, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's just not been good, you know. I mean, Garcia was a guy for us last year, um, and I just had one. Uh, we saw Pedro Avila for mm-hmm. like one outing, I think, this year, and I think he struck out four guys. He looked really good, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we sent him down again. 
So I think that's a guy that I would I would look for maybe for for some bullpen. But there's just no there's no getting around the fact that we need big game Bob Suarez. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, there's it, just no getting around that. Yeah, look, you know, and Zach appreciate the call. You know, look, Garcia's had his struggles. Um, I still think Luis is somebody that they've got to just try to get back on track. I mean, he's been effective before. He's got big outs for this team before. He's got good stuff. Um, it hasn't been great on the whole. I, I really, and I said it earlier, I thought he looked a lot sharper last week and against the Mets, and I really had hoped that was the step forward for him, but it's hard to argue that's the case after today. Gives up the home run to Real Muto, single to Bohm. He didn't get helped out by the error by Soto, but again, after that, walks two in a row. You can't do that. So, you know, do I think Luis Garcia is going anywhere at the moment? I don't. Um, by the way, Pedro Avila actually is pitching tonight for Triple A El Paso, so we'll use that opportunity to uh, update you on what's going on there. Hope Garcia can get back on track. I do. Um, it would be great if he can because he's somebody who remember. I mean, earlier this season and last year, I mean, this was a guy who got big outs, high leverage spots. But um, you know, with the importance of these games, if he can't prove to do that, then it's a, a tough spot for Bob Melvin because. Right now, you, you've got to find ways to get him in games. And look, I thought this was a scenario where it was a good spot to, to get him in. And hopefully, to me, it was an opportunity to continue what we saw last weekend. But it didn't really work out that way. So tough right now for Luis Garcia. By the way, while we're talking about Pedro Avila and Robert Suarez, who I agree with the, the call there, getting him back is an enormous deal. And getting Steven Wilson back today is a big deal. Robert Suarez, we said this pregame, if you missed it, according to Bob Melvin earlier today, scheduled to pitch for AAA El Paso tomorrow. So that's great news. Suarez pitching for AAA El Paso tomorrow. Other good news, Luis Camposano is doing the catching for AAA El Paso tonight. He's 0 for 3 so far in that game. Uh, El Paso and Sugarland going at it in Sugarland, Texas. Chihuahuas leading that game 5-4 over the Sugarland Space Cowboys. So there you go, your AAA update. And again, good news. Camposano behind the plate. Sounds like he is getting fairly close to coming back. So those two guys, Suarez and Camposano, obviously uh, very important to this ball club. All right, we have more phone calls to get to. We'll get to them on the other side of this break. Also, our play of the game. Continue to wrap this up. We're going to work on our uh, post-game audio, see if we can get anything else for you uh, from the Padres Clubhouse in Philadelphia. Again, the final score, Padres 8, Phillies 3. We'll come back with your phone calls and more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 8, Phillies 3. We'll get back to the phones in a second. 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We'll also take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up. We'll talk more about Manny Machado here in a second with our play of the game. And by the way, 
If you want some more post-game audio, a lot of good stuff right now up on our social media. Twitter, 97.3 The Fan SD there. We've got audio from Bob Melvin. In case you missed that, we've also got post-game audio from the clubhouse from Andy Machado and Juan Soto. Uh, Soto discussing his all-star game experience, uh, talking about the fly ball also that he dropped in the ninth inning. Although Soto did do uh, some good things in this game, including a very impressive home run in the ninth inning. Two-run shot, Manny Machado talking about uh, the bat staying hot. You Darvish, his performance, uh, his thoughts on the doubleheader tomorrow. So we won't get to all of that here in our postgame coverage on the radio side of things. But as always, Twitter, Instagram, we've got that audio up right now. I'm telling you, if you don't follow 97.3 The Fan on Twitter, Instagram, and beyond, Facebook too, threads even. I don't think we have a TikTok, although Ben and Woods has a TikTok. I'm telling you, a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of content that doesn't necessarily go here on the radio and a lot of content that you'll hear before we even get to it on the radio side of things whether it's on my coverage or uh, on uh, any of the daily shows so go follow again audio for manny juan soto bob melvin if you missed it here on the post game all up on twitter and instagram right now at 97.3 the fan sd on twitter 97.3 the fan on instagram again out of town scoreboard more highlights thoughts on manny coming up in just a little bit, but let's go back to the phones. We go to Ron in Lemon Grove. Ron, you're on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about Garcia a little bit. I mean, he, when I see him, as sad as it is, he has a look in his face as, as though he's defeated every single time. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to have to keep going through these things over and over. We don't have any more losses to give up this year by, you know, stupidity. You know what I mean? Or just if it's going to, if you're going to do something about it, just cut it and, and send them down and figure out another way. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, Ron, look, I, I, right now, I mean, look, there are not a ton of choices in that bullpen. Well, how do I put this? What I'm trying to say is that 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 was a spot I have no problem with Bob Melvin putting Luis Garcia in, right? Look, he's he's on the team. He's a veteran in your bullpen. And he's got to pitch at some point. To me, an 8-1 game in the ninth inning. And look, it's not like Garcia is just coming in for mop-up duty, you know, all the time right now. I mean, he pitched in close games against the Mets last weekend. Um, look, he's a guy that's in your bullpen, a, a veteran that, you know, I agree. Look, is he... Who's above Mar- uh, Garcia right now in that bullpen? It's Martinez. It's Hader, obviously. It's um, Wilson, who's back. It's Tom Cosgrove. Um, Tim Hill, I'd put, you know, above Garcia as far as the high leverage situations right now. I mean, if you want to tell me Adrian Morhone is above him, I mean, look, Adrian's been up and down throughout his career and this season as well. Um, but, you know, you get through Martinez and Cosgrove and Hill and now Wilson, who's back. I mean, you know, that ninth inning then either goes to Alec Jacob, who's making his major league debut, or somebody like Brent Honeywell. I mean, I had no problem with Garcia being in there. I understand the frustration about Garcia. Um, he's not the first, second, third guy in those, you know, high leverage spots right now. So I, I don't feel like, you know, the Padres are using him in a way they shouldn't be using him right now. It's just unfortunate because he's struggling. And again, I I, I hoped 
that the outings against the Angels and the Mets were signs of him kind of getting back into a groove after that really tough outing in Cincinnati. And there, you know, there have been a number of them over the course of the last month and a half. Um, but look, right now he's a guy in your bullpen. And I mean, an 8 1 game in the ninth inning. I, look, I, I don't have a, as long as Luis Garcia is there as a veteran in your bullpen who, you know, has got big outs before, I, I don't blame the Padres for trying to get him going again and that's a spot where you're that's a good spot to use him um you know and again if if you tell me Luis Garcia shouldn't be in the bullpen or shouldn't be on this team well you know at least the caller earlier he mentioned Pedro Avila I need a name that's going to come in and you have more faith in I mean maybe that's maybe you're telling me hey it's somebody from AAA uh, you know I don't care who it is I don't know that I agree with that I mean look we we've seen you know, guys like Drew Carlton and Ray Kerr, and some of those guys have a little bit of success, but some of those guys really struggle in big spots as well. Luis Garcia is on this team, and as long as he's on this team and in this bullpen, I mean, the Padres got to hope that he gets back into a more effective rhythm. Um, but look, I I totally understand it from the perspective of, yeah, he's struggling, and it's, it's hard to watch guys struggle, and sometimes veterans struggle, and I hope he finds a way through it and uh, finds a way to turn it around because I think he could be an effective arm out of that bullpen uh, in the second half of the season. But, you know, look, from from the perspective, and I know we talked earlier about Martinez and could he have thrown a second inning, it's an argument. I didn't have a huge problem with it because it is an 8-1 game. You know, if that's, I don't know, a four-run game, if that's even... You know, let's say Martinez, rather, it's the seventh inning. Like, there are plenty of opportunities to throw Nick Martinez for multiple innings, and he only threw six pitches. And I understand there's an argument to be made there of, hey, you know what? Let's just burn one arm in Martinez. But that may limit Martinez to what he could do Saturday and Sunday. And you got to be thinking about that when it's an 8-1 game. And you hope the game's pretty much in your hands at 8-1. So, I didn't have a problem with the way, you know, Bob Melvin tried to get Garcia in there. I mean, look, that's right now for Luis Garcia. If you're going to try to get him going, if you're going to pitch him, that's a pretty good spot to do it in, in an eight, one game. That's me. Um, And as always, you know, hindsight is very clear when Garcia comes in and gives up the home run and the couple of walks and didn't get helped out by the error by Soto, but I didn't have a huge issue with it. You know, I understand the frustration with, him and the way he's performed, but I didn't have an issue with him being in the game here is, is my point. And I guess those are really two separate thoughts in that ninth inning. Getting a lot of calls. I'm, I, I got to be honest, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> Mostly all the calls have been about Garcia. Um, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in this game, but you know, it's okay. You can call about whatever you want. I, I thought I just would I'd hear a little bit more, uh, you know, not that everything's, you know, you know, dandy right now. They're still three games below 500, but they have won six of seven. They are seven and two in July. They're showing some signs. They continued some momentum. I will be honest, I'm a little surprised that nearly every call has been about Garcia. Um, but hey, that's okay. Hey, Padres got to win a lot of games, then they need every player, every pitcher to, to do their part as they try to come back in this thing in the second half of the season. So I get it. And as always, I appreciate everybody. Calling in, tweeting in. By the way, not just the calls. I've got tweets. I've got Instagram DMs. <laughs> it's all about the same thing, which uh, that's okay. You're allowed to uh, call in, tweet in, message in with whatever you want.
All right, let's, uh, what do we got to do? We got play of the game. But first, let's take you through the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We do have a number of finals already today. Finals. Braves beat the White Sox 9-0 in Atlanta. Brewers over the Reds, 1-0 in Cincinnati. Corbin Burns was terrific in this game for the Brewers. Burns struck out 13 in this win for Milwaukee. Six innings, no runs, 13 strikeouts and six innings for Corbin Burns as the Brewers shut out the Reds, 1-0. Dodgers blank the Mets, 6-0 in New York. Julio Arias picked up the win in that game. Justin Verlander, had pitched pretty well for a while in that one, but Verlander ultimately giving up three earned runs in five innings. Julio Arias going six scoreless innings in that game for L.A. Blue Jays beat the Diamondbacks 7-2 in Toronto. Giants beat the Pirates 6-4 in Pittsburgh. Games going on right now. Tigers ahead of the Mariners 2-0 in Seattle. Twins ahead of the A's 2-1 in Oakland. Angels leading the Astros in the third inning in Anaheim 2-0. Rockies ahead of the Yankees, 4-2 in Colorado in the 7th. They're in a rain delay right now in St. Louis. Third inning there. St. Louis has a 1-0 lead over the Nationals. Rangers beating the Guardians in the 8th, 8-4. Red Sox over the Cubs, 8-3 in Chicago in the ninth inning. Orioles have just taken a 3-2 lead on the Marlins in the bottom of the 8th inning in Baltimore. So everything in progress or going on right now. We did have one postponement. Rays and the Royals in Kansas City. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. So two doubleheaders in the majors tomorrow. One in Kansas City and one in Philadelphia between the Padres and the Phillies. More on that twin billing in Philly coming up in just a little bit. All right, let's go back to the phones. We've got more phone calls. Let's go to Yvonne, who's calling in from San Diego. What's up? Hey, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good, man. You know, I actually just called in just because of the fact that you just mentioned that everyone's calling about Garcia. But besides that, you take the first eight innings, that was the Padre team we wanted on the field. Mm-hmm. Tatis, Soto, I mean, Machado, everything to Gresham play. Gresham did exactly what we asked Gresham to do, right? And then uh, that's all we asked. Yes, I agree with everybody. Everybody says we don't have – the games to lose with Garcia there. If we got to cut him, we got to cut him. But look at, for the overall aspect going into tomorrow, I'm better today than I was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, look, a lot of good stuff in this game. I'm not saying it's all roses. I mean, until they get to the 500 mark, they've got, regardless of 500 or not, Padres got a lot of work to do here in the second half. Talked about it pregame, talked about it post game throughout the weekend. None of it's insurmountable. A six-game, you know, uh, deficit in the wild card, not insurmountable here in mid-July at all. But they've got a lot of work to do, and they got to win a lot of games. With regularity, they've got to play like they did today. Forget about Garcia the ninth inning for a second. Got to play like they did today. Have the big guys play like stars. Fernando, Soto, Machado, all going deep. Bogart's couple of hits looked a lot better today. Hassan Kim a single. Jake Cronenworth a double. Run scored. I mean, look, they need it top to bottom in the lineup. They need great starting pitching. Six innings, one run given up by you, Darvish. This, for the most part, forget the ninth inning for a second with Garcia. And this is the recipe. You're right. This is the recipe. You want to know how the Padres get back in this thing? How they make the postseason? They got to play like they did today. 
Today's a pretty good recipe. The Stars hitting like stars. Some home runs. Four for ten with runners in scoring position. You'll take that. And good starting pitching. And for the most part, good bullpen work. It's a pretty good recipe. So, I, I agree. Look, I again, I understand the frustration about Garcia, but uh, there, there were really a lot of good things in this game. Let's go to Jonathan, who's calling in. Hi, Jonathan. You're on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Jonathan, is this Jonathan? Hello? Yes. Is this Jonathan? You're on the air. Hi, no, this isn't Jonathan. This is Chase. How oh, sorry. My my uh, my screen here says Jonathan. You said Chase? Yeah, Chase from San Diego. All right. Hey, Chase. Sorry about that. Hey, great game today. Out of Machado, Soto, and Fernando all hitting the home runs, they got some power. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do, Chase. Um you're 100% right. Look, this is what they need from all these guys. And we'll talk about Manny in a second because I do want to get to him when we get to our play of the game. But, look, Fernando, um, the home run in this game, um, going back through my pregame notes here, so bear with me. But Fernando entering today in the month of July had been batting 400 in eight games to start July. So he was one for five today, had the two-run home run. You'll certainly take that in a one-for-five day. Had been playing well, and uh, we know with Soto, you know, had been quieter, just one for 17 in his five games entering today, had a walk, and had uh, really an impressive home run to left center on a line. It was a missile off the bat of Juan Soto, and you know what? Ended up being really important in this game. Another thing this game showed you, not only the home run, stars got to be stars, all of that, but it's so incredibly important that the Padres, when they do score early and they got three in the third today, whether it's attacking on situation or a come-from-behind scenario, innings six through nine are so important. They're so important for this team. And in this game, they tacked on a run in the sixth inning, two more in the seventh inning, two more in the ninth inning. And you know what? With the way things got in the bottom of the ninth inning, those runs were really important. Do you imagine if it was a 3-1 game, a 4-1 game in that ninth inning in the bottom half? I mean, Padres could lose this game very easily. So it's so important that they tack on. And yeah, another good element of this game was the fact that they tacked on. All right, our player of, or I should say, our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Hoffman in front, 0-2. Here's the pitch. And Manny swings, hits one in the air, deep to left field. Schwarber's going back, feeling for the wall, looking up. Gonna go! Third home run of the night for the Padres. And the third for Manny in his last two games. 4-1 San Diego in the sixth. Manny Machado, the play of the game, the home run in the sixth inning. And really emblematic of what Manny has done as of late. Here in July so far, Manny Machado, 389 average, seven home runs, 17 RBIs, 1,000 OPS, or I should say, excuse me, 1,000 slug, 1,463 OPS been really really good had the two home runs off scherzer the sunday before the break manny's hot i'll say it it's official he's hot and we know when manny gets hot typically those runs can last a while and again you talk about good things to see i thought it was very good to see manny pick up right where he left off 
after Sunday. So good stuff for Manny Machado. Give him our play of the game with the home run. Today was tough with the awards because there was a lot to choose from with the home runs. Everybody got involved. But uh, look, Manny, and we talked about it in the pregame with Xander Bogarts. Um, you know, Xander is, uh, you know, really important to this team, getting him back to the version we saw in the first few weeks. But Manny, so uh, incredibly, uh, you know, important to this team. Um and uh, he has the ability to carry this offense like we saw last year. So that's our play of the game. The Machado home run made it a 4-1 game in the sixth inning. Padres weren't done. Got two more in the seventh. A couple of RBI hits from Dixon and from Kim. And uh, the Soto home run in the ninth inning made it an 8-1 game. Again, the Padres needed all those runs in this ball game here today. So we did everything, right? Out-of-town scoreboard, play of the game. So let's tell you about tomorrow. Before I do that, I got some information during the game that I've got to double-check on here. Before I get to tomorrow, where is this? Oh, it's because the, the Phillies had switched their starters for tomorrow. Is that... Is that written here? No. Okay, good. I, good. I checked this before. Okay, so here we go. Sorry about the confusion there as I sorted things out in my notes and in my head. But a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, so tomorrow, <laughs> trying to keep my train of thought. Tomorrow, there is a lot going on because we have a doubleheader. Day-night doubleheader. 9.05 a.m. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show tomorrow. 10.05 a.m. first pitch for game one of the doubleheader. Pitching matchup in game one, Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres, and it will be Ranger Suarez on the mound in game one for the Phillies. That game at 10.05, then game two is at 4.05 here on the West Coast. We'll be on the air with the pregame tomorrow for game two at 3.05, and then we'll have the postgame show for you after the game. It'll be Taiwan Walker, right-hander on the mound. For the Phillies, it'll be left-hander Ryan Weathers on the mound for the Padres in game two. So again, quick summation, 9.05 pregame for game one, 10.05 first pitch. We'll have postgame, a quick postgame, I'm going to tell you right now after game one. But uh, then game two, 3.05 pregame, 4.05 first pitch for game two of the uh, doubleheader tomorrow. So yes, very long day of baseball tomorrow, and we'll see if the Padres can continue their momentum after an 8-3 win over the Phillies here on this Friday evening. All right, so we did the doubleheader. We got one more Sunday, by the way, 10.35 a.m., 9.35 a.m. first pitch. So a uh, lot of uh, baseball tomorrow, a lot of pre- and post-game coverage, a lot of talking for Jesse and Tony as well. But uh, we'll be here for you all day tomorrow here on the Padres Radio Network. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. For the Padres, eight runs, 11 hits, two errors, they left on six. For the Phillies, three runs, seven hits, one error, they left on nine. You Darvish picks up the win. He improves to six and six. Losing pitcher was Christopher Sanchez, who drops to 0-3. Save goes to Josh Hader, number 22 on the season for Hader. Time of game, two hours, 56 minutes, and the crowd. In Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park, 44,028. As always, if you missed any of our post-game coverage, you can listen back to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator today, Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long. 
from our Padres Radio Network studios. Again, the final score, the Padres eat and the Phillies three. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, doubleheader on the Padres Radio Network.